0: i remember why i'm there and it's mm-hmm. the, it's the it's the community it's the culture it's the fashion it's the sometimes the food it's you know the merchandise <laughs> it's the shopping so many other things it's yeah everything
1: Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Kapodis. What is up, fam? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you guys are here. Um, I hope everybody had an incredible Thanksgiving and you got to enjoy time with family and friends and just relax a little bit. Um, I'm definitely like, we're feeling so much better we're healing, our health is getting better, so we're in a really good place. I'm so excited uh, to bring you guys this week's episode Um But before we dive into everything, I want to share a quick message from today's partner, which is Raverade. Some of you guys might have heard me talk about Raveraid before. It was my complete lifesaver during EDC Las Vegas and EDC Orlando. Um, But essentially, it's an elevated hydration stick um, that does so much more than keep you hydrated. The company's mission, it's made by Ravers for Ravers. Um, And it's supposed to help you guys stay safe and healthy and recover quickly. Um, The powder, essentially, it's a little powder. You pour it in your water and you shake it up and you can drink it um, as a daily supplement. Or you can drink it, you know, before, during or after a show or festival. Um, It contains a blend of neuroprotectants, electrolytes, trace minerals and sustainably sourced organic ingredients. Uh, It's vegan free. It's stimulant free. Uh, There's no 5-HTP in it or artificial sweeteners. And it tastes delicious so again i use this for all my events to help me stay hydrated um and it has all incredible like ingredients in it as well that just help you feel better so you guys can head over to drink ravery that's drink r-a-v-e-r-a-i-d-e.com and you can use code emma k for a discount so that's drinkravery.com code emma k for a discount go show them some love and support All right. With all that being said, you guys, uh, quickly, I want to give a set recommendation of the week. Um, Usually I do an artist highlight, but this week I kind of was just feeling a set. So I've been listening to the Matroda EDC Orlando set on like re fucking Pete. It was so good. Um, Spoiler alert, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I did a review of EDC Orlando and I said that Matroda was my favorite set of the whole weekend. Uh, He's an incredible Uh, tech house artist. He does a little bit of tech and bass house, but it was so much fun. It was my favorite set of the weekend. And he went ahead and blessed us and uploaded his set on SoundCloud. So it is available. You can check it out in case you missed it. I will leave a link down in the show notes, but highly recommend it. Uh, It's good like pregame set or just like get you pumped, good like workout set, anything like that. So Link will be down in the show notes. Um, Last thing I want to take care of here, guys. We are nearing the end of the year here. And if you are new to Rave Culture Cast, you wouldn't know this, but every single year um, I do a best of episode, usually the last week of the year or the first week of the new year. And it's like a roundup of all things dance music. So I give my opinions on my favorite artists of the year, my favorite tracks, albums, collaborations, new artists or newcomers um, and we just talk like music that whole episode and I love doing it. Um, So I always like to get your feedback as well because I literally count all of your votes and I put it all together and I read those as well. So email me raveculturecast at gmail.com raveculturecast at gmail.com start sending in your submissions I'm going to ask for them every week up until the end of December Uh, again I want to know your favorite artist of the year favorite track favorite album favorite collaboration and favorite like newcomer or new artist that came on your radar in 2021 so send those emails in I'm really really excited to see what you guys all vote on okay with all that being said our guest this week um, today I'm joined by a really incredible creator who goes by Momo Dubs. She's one of the most genuine, kind creators in the EDM scene. Uh, She's the creative director of operations at Freedom Raveware, um, where she helps design a ton of their collections. She's also designed some collections for Jaws as well, which is really cool, but... um, Maureen has been really open about being uh, a recovering addict, and she is now a sober raver. So we're going to chat a little bit about her journey and how she got to this place where she's kind of like living her dream life now, Um, and she's fully embracing being a sober raver. So she has a lot of tips and advice for anybody out there in a similar situation. So I know a lot of you guys will resonate with her story. I'm so excited to welcome her to the podcast. So uh, please join me in welcoming Momo Dubs to Rave Culture Cast. All right, you guys, welcome back. Today, we have a special guest, Maureen Bull, a popular EDM content creator, uh, better known as Momo Dubs. Um, She's also the creative director of operations at Freedom Raveware, who she's rocking today. Loving it. Uh, She's got a really amazing story that I can't wait to share with you guys today. So we're going to go ahead and dive into it. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so stoked
1: to be here. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm so, so glad. Um, got, we were just chatting off camera a little bit, but you just survived your first EDC Las Vegas. How was that whole experience?
0: Oh my God. It was like everything that I hoped it would be and more in like the best way and also like in the most overwhelming way. Like mm-hmm. I'm from Ohio, like I'm used to Midwest camping festivals and then I threw myself like out on the west coast with you know 450,000 people and was just like the second I arrived in Vegas everything was overwhelming and I'm like this hotel is <laughs> the size of some of the cities in Cleveland like what's going on like, which, <laughs> yeah 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 it it's just it was all massive but like I think my jaw was on the floor for probably like the first 45 minutes I was at EDC on the first day like it was mm-hmm. just it was the most amazing experience and like For the past at least like six or so years, like I'd be seeing videos or like watching the live stream of EDC and being like, next year, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I never did. And and, in August of 2020, when uh, Pascal put tickets back on sale, I like impulsively bought one because it was $10 down. And it was the best decision ever because I finally got the chance to live my dreams and go. And as overwhelming as it was, it was definitely an experience I think everyone in the EDM community should have at least once in their life. Cause it is, totally you can't great. explain it. You know what I mean? Like you could try to explain it and show people videos, mm-hmm. but like until you're there, it's just like, what? <laughs>
1: It's, Oh, it's, it is, it does it every time we, we Mm -hmm. had a, like a mixed group of like people who had gone and then people first timers, but Mm -hmm. even so, like, since it's been a year and a half since 2019, I even like, it's just like the most incredible view. When you first walk in, it just hits you and you're like, Holy shit, I'm here. It's just crazy.
0: We came in from the side. So like, we didn't get the bleacher view, but like, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like I got the bleacher view of us eventually. And like, I still saw, like, we came in by no man's land and wasteland. And I mm-hmm. had people, I posted a video on Instagram being like, you didn't even get the real view. And I'm like, I don't care.
1: It was yeah, amazing. Th- there's no real view. It's fine. <laughs> I
0: was like, well, I could go yeah. eventually. Come on down. Get your negative stuff out of here. I don't want that. Oh.
1: Exactly. You're getting the experience either way. And yeah, so oh, you said you're sure. from Ohio. Give us, give us a little background on yourself before we dive into all of the fun topics today.
0: For sure. Um, I have lived in... Um, suburbs of cleveland ohio the windows over there that's why i'm vanna lighting it <laughs> um i have a desktop or else i'd show you but um <clears throat> love it here it's a beautiful fall day here in ohio like dead ass like the trees are all like you know fun colors i think it's like 55 degrees which is actually pretty nice but i've nice. lived here my whole life um i love it i don't think i'll ever move everyone thinks i'm nuts like when <laughs> i go visit other places or california or anywhere in the south and they're like well why don't you ever move down here and like i've loved a lot of other places but and this is my home like i love i love the seasons. ask me that again when it snows um probably won't have the same response i'm angry but i love the seasons all my family's here all my friends are here um you know i went to i grew up like i said i grew up here um I moved around the city a little bit since I was a little kid, but, uh, you know, I went to high school in the area. Uh, I went to college at Ohio university, which is about three and a half hours South of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just, just far away enough to get away, but like quick way to come back yeah. home. Um, and that was the best, I wouldn't have changed that experience for the world. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I just, I love everything about it here. Our, our race scene is is waning a little bit but the best part about the cleveland area is that i'm three hours from detroit i'm two hours from pittsburgh i'm two mm. hours from columbus and i'm about three or four from like the cincinnati area so like i have my fair pick of shows not so much in the fact that if you live in the midwest it's like oh it's an only an eight-hour drive that's fine we can make that that's just not the right <laughs> thing. i don't know why but
1: yeah. So I was going to ask yeah. you about the rave scene. Okay, cool. So how so when did you like get into dance music? Was that in high school or college?
0: Um, okay. So it was definitely in college. Um, I remember, I remember the day, like, of course I had heard a few like songs, like at the bars or at parties before that. Um, but it was, I remember like the exact moment that somebody showed me dubstep and it was before, in oh in ohio university they have these massive festivals i don't know if they i'm assuming this still do um but one of them was called numbered fest and it was basically it was a music festival but like you know at the southern ohio scale mm-hmm. where like if you, you take a couple cases of beer and go into a, a muddy field right. and <laughs> the first year it was like mgk was a headliner but mgk was barely anyone in this was what 2011 so this is 10 Mm -hmm. years ago and he's not what he was today so like yeah my friends and i loved him you know but that's where i was exposed to a lot of um edm because the next year 12 planet played and i just remember being like this guy is cool i had no idea what i was experiencing at that yeah Yeah. um it was just a lot of different things I remember somebody showing me like oh you have to listen to this I think it's like a Pandora radio station it's like do step radio and it was like one of the artists that we don't support anymore and um <laughs> and like Flux Pavilion and Rusko and a little bit of excision and I was like mm. what is this and it was just rabbit hole from men and um I went to my first real so that was my first festival in the spring of 20 festival again Mm -hmm. 2011 and then um in the fall of 2011 I started going to more uh raves I'd gone to a few of them um during my freshman year and but you know it it was a rave in 2011 so like we wore like White T-shirts that we drew on with highlighters and yeah. like, you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the uniform, is. yeah, 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 Fluffy, you know, like that was <laughs> that was the deal. It was so fun, but like in the fall, I actually um one of the local event promoters, uh one by the name of Dave Rave, um was looking for like designers and like street team mm. helpers to like help pass out flyers, and I had an interview with them and I got involved with them. So I've been like working in the rave scene granted again this was like kind of the campus rave scene so it wasn't like massive but like we had a few good people come you know in and out we had Crisley there the one year for one of the big anniversaries and and i loved it like they were small scale they were in like a upper part of a bar but like that was my deal but like there weren't a whole lot of people that i could like talk edm with so like years (laughs) down the road when I finally found like all the Facebook groups and all the people on Instagram that are just like as obsessed with this as me. I was like, I'm home. These are my people. Like I was so like going, going to the event was great, but like, you know, everyone was just there to party. Like I was there, I was also there to party at the time, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was the music, I've always been in love with the music. And that was the one thing like finding this community online. And then again, in real life has been so huge, because I have people to talk to about this. Like I have people who understand and appreciate like, <clears throat> before now it's the fashion, but the music and like everything that goes around it, the culture and just the inside jokes we have from festivals and like, mm-hmm so many of my normal friends
1: like don't understand it I'm like it's a whole other lifestyle you know what I mean like it is it totally is oh that's amazing I feel the same as you I think like it's just like such a different connection when you find people who are like just as passionate like super into it you just feel like you can talk with them forever that's how I feel too like I have a whole full friend group now that's like not just festival friends, but we talk like every mm-hmm. single day in a group chat and stuff like that. So yes. that's like, it's interesting to hear everybody's like rave story and evolution of how they got into it. And now like, now you have a whole page and you're working with freedom rave where like how did, how did you get there? When did you start oh to take like your page more seriously? And how did that go?
0: Girl, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> just like, it's just like, I mean, it was funny because like, so basically, you know, I like I said, I got into the rave scene in college. Um, I wound up, uh, going to rehab in 2014 and getting clean and sober. And I have been since then. So I had to take a few years away from going to like shows because, mm-hmm. you know, not the best environment when you're It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah you know. Um, so now my rave squad or my original rave squad, you know, it was all my friends in recovery and, uh, we started going back to shows together. Um, smaller scale ones in Cleveland. We used to have awesome shows in Cleveland, man. Um, like every every couple months. Now we get they're okay. But like I said, mm-hmm. Columbus is generally the got the better um lineups. Um, but you know, it's it all started like my page always used to be private. Like I was always, you know, I have my parents and all my friends like, you should watch what you post on there, or you're gonna need to get a job one day. Yeah. And now I don't care <laughs> because my job is this. So it's like whatever. Yep. <laughs> Manifested <laughs> <that>. know, yeah. Manifested that. Yeah. You know. But it was always private, and I I would always try to, like, tag the artists that I was going to see to see if they would, like, repost me. And then someone was like, well, they can't see it if you're private, so you should make your page public. And I was mm-hmm. like, and that's where I changed my name to, um, I took my last name out of it, and um, I made my page public. And I remember the first artist who, like, commented on my stuff was Brills, who is now LS Dream. And um, that's when he was doing um, all the trap stuff back in the day mm-hmm. under Brill's. And I went to see one of his shows in Cleveland. It was like the coolest moment for me. Like, oh my God, I think like <laughs> And um, back then my rave fashion for shows was I would take, you know, like a solid color t-shirt from the craft store and iron on these crazy like DJ logos and like take uh, fabric paint and like make my own shirt and wear it. with mm. to it. And That was my, you know idea of it and then I found the world of gray fashion like I think it was like 2015 and I was Mm -hmm. just like this is all like this is all the like 90s Spice Girls stuff my mom (laughs) wouldn't let me have that I need (laughs) now like everything about it I was obsessed with and I remember seeing like people all over Instagram and I being like, Oh my God, I want to look like this. Like, I want to be like, like a like little high mm-hmm. school. Like I want to be like them.
1: And it's right. funny that like
0: some of those people follow me now and it's still like fucking blows my mind that that's the yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, I think it was in, uh, about 2018 is when I finally dropped my last name off of my um, Instagram and I kept it public cause I was writing at the time for EDM maniac. Um, and I wanted to post a lot of my stories on there, but I was also starting to get into the rave fashion a little more. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to build my audience and like, you know, get my stories out and get the blog's name out more so that we can get more followings and more hits Mm -hmm. and everything. And, you know, obviously like I'm putting all this energy into these rave outfits. Like I want other people to see them and stuff. So that's what I just started to. And then I became like a little baby, um, content creator for a couple brands with the you know coupon codes and stuff like that a lot of them don't do them anymore Mm -hmm. but that was another thing where I was like you know I want free clothes like use my code here like (laughs) I love this brand you know like and that was another thing was at first it was just trying to like you know get my name out there get my code out there and like now somewhere during the pandemic it turned into like like the, I think it was probably the most during the 13 looks of Halloween when I was doing I don't I still have no mm. idea what I was doing a look a day pretty much, and then full on editing like backgrounds and crazy spooky things yeah. in these pictures, <laughs> and now I'm like I'm sitting on like three outfits I got to make content for I'm like how do I do this <laughs> every
1: day? It's freaking like, ex- it's hard work I don't think people really yeah it's, it's a lot yeah yeah.
0: God. My dad doesn't really understand the rave community, but he's like, whatever makes you happy. He called it fairy time um, because <laughs> last year uh, I was a fairy for one of the days of 13th Aww. Halloween. That was the only cute look I did. The rest of them were, were demons. And, and then for Christmas, like <laughs> Francis and he'd be like, oh my God.
1: like let's go back to fairy time. time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, it's fairy time. It's fairy time. That's not so vampire funny. time. It's fairy time. I'm like, whatever. Um, wow. so, you know, that's, he's, uh, if I've got like my whole room ripped apart, he's like very time. I'm like, yep. We'll see him a couple hours. Like that's, that's just, the way wow. it goes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I guess my page is kind of like, it really exploded over the last year or so. And it was the pandemic, I think that like really made me want to grow it for like, I want, I want to build my, com- like a community of people around me. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time last summer, I just did like a, like a little women crush Wednesday of like a bunch of new people that I followed who like, I really love their makeup or I really love their page. And like, that brought me super close to like Katie, you know, like we were Mm -hmm. super, like we were, we followed each other, but like, that's kind of like what brought us together. And, you know, we've been tight ever since. And going through like 13 looks of Halloween and then 12 days of rave mess, like, And having all of that content out there and being able to connect with people and talk about different looks and just like commiserate together about the pandemic like Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I think about a lot is that like as a raid community like we were like yeah last year sucked but like Mm -hmm. we were so lucky that we had so many of us together to be there for each other you know we've no one had to go through that alone you know like we were Mm -hmm. all there as a community to make TikToks about how we're losing our mind. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> post on our story. God, I think I posted God knows how many like videos of me just like sobbing last year. Like, are Right. <laughs> like, and here we are this year, running ourselves into the ground, going to one. Exactly. Hey, it's worth it. Like <laughs> we've yeah, come full kinda,
1: circle. Totally. Right? And
0: like it just kind of exploded from there. And you know, now it's so like like I see the numbers of my followers going up but like it still doesn't like like, mm-hmm. you're just one doing was thing. like yeah she's like I love how you've like remained so genuine on your stories and I was like what do you mean she's like like you're still the same person you were when you only had a couple hundred followers and I'm like am I supposed to be somebody else I don't yeah. understand <laughs> like this is this is as good as it's gonna get y'all like you
1: I love it though. I love your page. That's like, I remember finding your page and that was like one of the things like, and I really appreciate about you is like, you are really vulnerable and you share all these different parts of you. Cause like, it's Mm -hmm. one thing if you want to start a page in this community and it can be very curated and you can just post certain things. But I think like you really establish a community when you're a real person and you share the different sides and like people get to know you and like, they feel like you're a friend of them. You know what I mean? And especially yeah. with this community, like you do have the opportunity to meet people in person as well. Mm-hmm. So like that adds a whole element of it. But no, I, I love how like real you are on your page. And it's it's really cool to see your growth with everything as well. And like now you're working with Freedom Raveware, which is a crazy thing. First, first you had your collaboration with them, correct? And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: That's another thing where like, I guess I, and anyone who follows me may know this, but like you have to understand that like, I was like it's sad but like when I was using like I was I was a partying college kid but like I always expected to just like live a mediocre life and like get high all the time Mm -hmm. and just like inch by my whole life like Mm -hmm. and then I got into recovery I got clean and you know one of the big mottos in the program I work is lost dreams awaken and new possibilities arise and I'm like 60 days clean with no job no money I'm living back at my mom's I just dropped out of college like just not <laughs> great like at all yeah and you know people are like you know if you just you know if you just keep going like someday you're gonna you'll have a life that you never would have even dreamed would have been yours and I'm like yeah okay let me know when I can get through the day without yeah. wanting to use okay that'll be yeah. great you know mm-hmm. and so like all of these little opportunities and, like, the life that I have today, like, I just sob all the time because, mm-hmm. like, this was not supposed to be my life, but it is. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm just so crazy fucking grateful for, like, all of the places that, like, the rape community has brought me. And, like, it's my whole career now. And, like, that's- You're going to make crazy. me cry. I'm like- oh <laughs> I
1: am emotional ass bitch. But, like, it really is amazing. I tell you this all the time. And, like, social media is not for everyone. Everybody, I totally get that. Yeah. But, like- You've experienced it. I've experienced it. Like they're just, there can be literally life changing moments that can come out of it, which is just bizarre. Like you can meet incredible people that change your life. You can find career opportunities that change your path in life. Like it really is amazing what you've built. It's crazy.
0: It's wild, you know, and, um, that it's, it was so nuts to me that I was like, you know, on Snapchat, it says your memories and shit and uh I was looking guys probably like a week ago and I was looking through my um old thing and it was only a year ago like around this time of year that I reached out to Freedom Ravewear with that idea for that first collab. like it's only been a year so like that's like so many people are like oh I don't think I could ever get to that point and like I don't know if I could do that and like I don't know if I'm good enough and like I used to be that person and like somewhere I think it's when I started writing for uh, EDM Maniac in 2018. And like, I sent them this like super ballsy resume. Like, Hey, you should, you should let me write for you because, you know, like all these things. And I just got this, like, I got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Like it's going to stay for a week and then I'm going to get over it kind of attitude. And like, that's benefited me so much because I'm just like all up in people's inboxes like, Hey, you want to do some stuff? Hey, you know, like, No shame. And if they say no, then
1: it's okay. Cool. The worst they can say is no. Exactly. You put it out there. Yep.
0: Yeah. But, um,
1: Hey guys, I want to pause for a quick second to share a message from one of today's sponsors who we've spoken about a lot on today's episode freedom rave freedom rave is a staple ravewear brand that makes inclusive clothing for both men and women uh, they also make kick-ass accessories as well their collections feature really cool graphic prints bright colors reflective materials and this thursday december 2nd they are dropping a brand new collection designed by yours truly momo dubs and it's new year's eve themed and it's inspired by gatsby which is so cool so it's officially on sale this thursday december 2nd there will be a link down below in the the show notes to shop the full collection and you can use code emma nye that's emma nye to get 15 percent off your orders so don't sleep on that deal 15 percent off your order code emma nye everything will be listed down below in the description box shop small this holiday season guys support freedom reeve wear and momo dubs
0: yeah, basically last fall, it all started. I was, um, I got really close with Rosa at Rolita Couture and um, she was having me do those drippy signs and earrings and stuff Mm -hmm. for her um, with the acrylic at the time. And uh, it was so much fun and I loved it. And it was so cool to like see my designs like wind up on her website and people Mm -hmm. hanging them in their rooms and stuff. And, you know, she creative directed a lot of it. She has so many amazing ideas of like, you know, she'd give me like one little bit of like, this is I want drippy stuff. And i just go off running and be like, here's seven shapes. Like Got it. Got it. Okay. Um and then I did like a like a fabric design. And uh she was like, Well, you know, I don't, you know, do my own print fabric. But this was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you see I know Freedom Ravare has a sublimation machine, why don't you see what they think? And I was like, okay. So I took I took it and I ran over to FRW and was like, hey, I made this thing. And uh I thought it was the Rave to the Grave collection with all the little like candy and um mm-hmm. hello, sir. <clears throat> you wait to come in? My dog being <laughs> um with all the little would you like to come say hi? <laughs> this is Iko. Aww. Oh my God. Can you
1: say hi. Podcast listeners if you're on YouTube, you're getting the puppy.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So cute. Um, so, but, um, so I sent them this print and it was, you know, all the like candy and like a fanny pack and stuff. And I was just like, Hey, I thought this was fun. Like, you guys want to throw it on some fabric? And my goal at that point was just like, I made this thing. I would love to wear some rave clothes with, Mm -hmm. you know, some cute designs on it and be like, I made this like, that's just like it's that so was my cool. goal at the time like I just thought that'd be fun yeah and uh they were like yeah for sure like we'd you know we'd love to have that but like you know we can't you know like bring you on with like commission or anything I'm like that's fine you know just mm-hmm. throw, throw some biker shorts at me and we'll call it a day like right. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with that and uh then they asked if I'd be willing to do um a commission project which wound up being their metamorphosis line with little black diamond and um you know, that was the one thing that I understood when it comes to like anything and getting a foot in the door is that like, sometimes you got to work for nothing or you got to work for, you know, not a lot in order Mm -hmm. to get that foot in the door so that you can do the bigger scale things. And I recommend that to anybody who's trying to get anywhere because if they know you and they trust you, then they may want to bring you on board. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a test run. Um, you
1: over deliver in the beginning, and then exactly,
0: yeah. you know, and yeah. that's why. Like, I was totally fine at that point. Like, I was totally fine. Like, we will work for Rave Clothes. That's why It was Rosa too. Is I like, yeah. You know, you know, and I'm like, no, just send me a set from your new collection. I'm gonna give you the money back anyway. So, like, what's right. the point, you know. <laughs> And that was my my deal. I was fine with that. So I did those two collections with them. And then um, in January, I actually, um, somebody had told me that Jaws was looking for a uh, new designer, graphic designer for their for his merch. And I was like, I am horribly underqualified for this. Like, <laughs> what do I got to I'm lose? apply? Yeah. And I I sent my response in, and his lovely wife joanne responded to me and was like you know so uh what are your rates what's your experience and i was like experience is minimal and like you know just let me in right you know? <laughs> um and she did and um oh, that, that, i didn't know this holy yeah. shit <laughs> i designed um <clears throat> i did all of jaws's uh spring summer merch line It was like a passion wow bandana um lots of cool stuff i've been doing some stuff here and there for bite this and i just wrapped up their fall winter collection which wow it's been like that was the like freedom and all the other stuff has been amazing but like nothing was as awesome as like being at edc at circuit grounds and jaws is up there playing i'm like i make merch for this guy sometimes
1: <laughs> like, what is that? that is so cool.
0: Fireworks and shit. And I'm like, this is wild, you know? Wow.
1: That's amazing. Um,
0: and that has been, you know, one of my favorite projects to work on just because they come up with such fun stuff. And you know, they're another one where they give me like a little example and you know, this is what we're going for. And Joanne's great to work with and they just like give me such fun projects. I love that. But um, so I did that through the spring. And then uh, after I wrapped up some stuff with Freedom Raveware, I had this idea in my head for a long time about like a like a biohazard, like nuclear waste themed um, raveware. Like mm-hmm. just real edgy, you know, my my deals mostly dove stuff. I love of course I love the pink. Right, like, right. I will be in marabou fur and cute fluffy stuff all day. <laughs> but like I'm big about like with my own personal fashion, like I love to match the aesthetic to the sound of the music. So like that's all like dark.
1: Yeah. So I thought, you know, this would be
0: cool, you know, to test this out and you know, I got it together. And um, I told Alyssa like, Hey, I've got this really idea, like really cool idea for like a biohazard kind of collection. And she sent me a few of the uh, fabric patterns over and was like yeah you know go for it give me you know let me know what's going on and um I wound up cranking out <clears throat> most of the pieces for the toxic collection in one night wow and I was just so excited about it and the direction that it was going in I'm like this is so cool like <clears throat> could I imagine wearing this to Los lands that would be so cool and yeah I wasn't on board with freedom where yet at all um and I sent her the proofs the next morning and uh they all lost their shit and they were like what
1: it came out so good yeah it's a different direction for them too i feel like it looks yeah. very different than everything they've done before
0: absolutely and you know yeah. that collection went god that it did so well and like half the pieces like wound up you know we had to put them on pre-order on the first day and that's when they called and they're like come on, come work us. i was like I was on my way to oh my me. God,
1: that's amazing.
0: And I just start again sobbing, just sobbing and I'm like, wow, e- <laughs> like because like, you know, my job before, like I loved what I did, but it wasn't. It's been there for seven years. It was time to move on. like mm-hmm. you know it was in the print media industry, which is not going in the right direction and right. Um, it was the perfect opportunity for you know me to keep moving and it I I live the dream now everyone's like, well, "How's your new job and I'm like I'm living my best fucking life like I'm here right. all day <laughs> with dogs, dog and I make rave clothes
1: <laughs> like what that is amazing what an, yeah seriously what an amazing story and it's right up your alley and you're clearly mm-hmm. like you have a knack for it and you're passionate about it so it's like literally manifesting the dream scenario here and you're just gonna Absolutely. start it which is so exciting.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been, you know, it's just been a whirlwind over the past year of like, like I said, like I haven't even been, I've barely been doing this for a year, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like as a designer of learning how to take those skills and like, it's basically like coloring inside the lines of, you know, I've got this piece. And of course I've had my trial and error since of maybe we don't want to put that on that area of that piece, right? Right, you know? (laughs) um, and moving things around and, um, you kind of know, helping out with, you know, the marketing promos and stuff too. And I hope to be super just involved in like every little part of communications of the company soon, but I'm still kind of like getting used to one thing and then I'm expanding. The mm-hmm. company. So, um, but I love it. It's, it's so amazing to work for such a dope fucking company that like gives a shit about everything. Like, Mm I love it. Like, I, I'm proud to say I work there. Like we make awesome stuff, but like, you know, at all things with the sustainability and just like when I started there to like hear how in depth and how everything in that company is, you know, it's sustainable. It's making sure that we're minimizing waste. It's making sure that well, now we're moving to packaging soon that will be, you know, completely what is it, either compostable or mm-hmm. recycled, whatever it like is. is. friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, you know, I'm still trying to understand it, but like donating back to charities and, you know, my boss will call me like once a week and be like, Hey, how's it going? What do you need? How's everything? Are you good? And like, oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: It's just <clears> like, <throat> it's so amazing. And like, it's, it's such fun work and it's such great people to work with like i just i don't know how i got so fucking lucky you know what i mean like it's great i love it so much you so. put good
1: energy out and it comes back to you and oh i my God, yeah, yeah. that's amazing oh well i'm sure, so excited sure. now now when everybody sees like all the freedom Rainbow collections and things that was the toxic collection correct that was any yes of it?
0: that was toxic um you know and that's the thing is that i haven't been designing all of them um, mm-hmm. from start to finish because like I said I've been kind of like it was a whirlwind because I started and then two weeks later I had to go to lost lands and then three weeks later not had to got to yeah and then I E EDC so, so it's um, been a lot so it's been a lot but I when I tell you guys that I have an entire like three-page google doc of like it's a table of nothing but like collection ideas like it is We're about to do a really awesome one for New Year's that I'm actually, uh, I started brainstorming on last night. I can't tell you what it is, but it's it's really (laughs) cute. Um, It's definitely a great New Year's print. Um, But most of the things that um, we've done thus far um, have not been like completely designed by me, but we have, um, we do have one coming out soon. It's called Duality and it's like, It's that super awesome, trendy, like split black and white. That's like everyone's doing right now.
1: Love it. Love black and white. Yep. I just,
0: I just love, I love the split. If you could tell with toxic, like I love that split look of Mm -hmm. like one, you know, flipping kind of thing. And, um, the idea behind duality was like moving into the winter time and you know, how, know everything slows down but you know we need the slow time in order to appreciate the good time and kind of Mm -hmm. like the properties behind the yin-yang and order and chaos and negativity and positivity light and dark Mm -hmm. and you know that was my i want to start doing like little infographics for like all my collections too to kind of like explain this kind of stuff because i think it's fun you um to like have a little learning bit in there um but it's it's a split and it's like a trippy design on the one side, and it's a seed of life on the other, like order and chaos. And they just shot that last weekend and it looks so cool in real life. I'm so excited. Oh, we're coming yeah. out with our tie dyes. Um, we're doing two prints that release, I think, tomorrow, Wednesday. The nice. 20, 20. 20 the next 9th. week.
1: Oh, next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying
0: <laughs> the, to make it the 20th already?
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So we got to keep a
0: lookout. We're going to keep a lookout for all these
1: collections.
0: Honestly, I try to keep an eye on the trends as much as I can, but like, I always welcome people. Like if you've got an idea for something, man, shoot it in my DMs. Like if you think that something's super trendy or, you know, that, you know, this would be a really cool collection because that's the thing is like, I love picking other creatives brains for this kind of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I love talking to other people and seeing what they think, because their mind works different than mine, like, they're going to be able to go places that I can't go creatively, because I'm in Mm -hmm. one track, and they're in another, and I think that that's so awesome, just having that collaborative nature, and we do so much in the rave community, when you see somebody do a makeup look, and you mimic it, but make it your own. And like, yeah. I love how we get so much inspiration from each other. I think it's
1: so awesome. So cool. Well, I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to see like some of the new collections coming out. And I feel like now when people see it, they'll have like a different connection to it now, knowing yeah. your story behind it. So that's all exciting. And I do want to end kind of asking a couple of questions because you touched on it before. And I think it's a super important topic to talk about. Absolutely. And I haven't really covered it much on my podcast yet, but I would love to chat a little bit more about sober raving and what your your experience has been like with that. Cause I, I get DMS about it all the time. I get voice memos from people who say like they feel pressured or like I had one girl one time saying like she wanted to rave sober, but there was somebody like pressuring her in the group. And I'm just like, you can't listen to any outside opinions. Like it's completely your choice, what you want to do, but I want to hear about your experience if you don't mind yeah, sharing.
0: Absolutely. And like, it is really hard. Um, I was really lucky that when I got back into the rave scene, um, I took, I took almost a solid two years away. Um, you know, cause when I got into recovery, um, I remember being like in my outpatient rehab and one of the kids who was close to my age, like got to go to like spring break. And within like a week or so of that excision was coming to cleveland and i was like how come he gets to go to spring break and i can't go to a decision? this is bullshit like i was yeah. so mad <laughs> and they, my counselor i remember her being like if you think you can go by yourself without getting high go
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh i knew i couldn't i knew i couldn't yeah. um because i hadn't broken that association yet of i'm at a rave um, my, one of my main drugs of choice when I was using was Molly and that was my deal. And that's, you know, it's a rave drug. It's, mm-hmm. and it was really hard to not only just like reset, like I always joked now that I have like Swiss cheese brain because like, it just, my mm-hmm. serotonin levels are never going to be normal again. It was right. not, it was not the best, um, case scenario, but I took time off. And then when I started going back to, um, raise, I just was going to real small scale shows like in the Cleveland area at nightclubs or at, um, music halls. Mm -hmm. And I was always going with at least one other person in recovery. Um, so one other person that I had met through my 12 step program that, um, had more clean time than me or, you know, just definitely so that we could support each other. And there was several shows that we were at where, um, you know we'd be like we need to move away from this area because I am Mm -hmm. not comfortable you know um and it helped so much to have that because it was like you were a team like together you weren't you weren't going to use together you know you're going to get through this together and enjoy Mm -hmm. the show and that helped me build that new association I know it can be a lot harder um you know I have one friend um I met her on Instagram now we're like best friends uh Crystal Mm -hmm. and um love her to pieces and she you know is recently sober not recently actually it's been about two years but I know that you know her friend group always like for a while like had a hard time accepting too they're like okay we used to party with us all the time like
1: Mm -hmm. what is this
0: you want to be sober and I think that's where a lot of the pressure comes from Mm -hmm. is that when you when you do partake in any sort of substance or you know party favor or whatever um, you know that some people in your rave fam may be used to that and you know I mean for me when I was using like I wanted everybody to be on Molly because I'm so happy and you're right. so pretty that we should all have it you know right like right. so it's really hard but like I wasn't trying to be rude or like make anyone uncomfortable I thought I was helping at the time mm-hmm. so you know not to say that that's what they think but um You know, it may also help to like, you know, expand your ray family a little bit and maybe find some other people who like to do that um, because Mm -hmm. it can be hard to break those associations. Um, It can be hard to come to accept, especially when you're messed up that, you know, like this person isn't doing that anymore and that's their choice, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where some of the pressure may come from. Honestly, I can say in my, what, five years of, I've been to countless shows festivals um larger weekend shows clean sober whatever and um I've only been pressured like hounded one time um and all of that time and it was from a good friend of mine who was just zoinked like he was on right, a different right. planet mm-hmm. I know he wasn't you know trying to be mean or malicious or rude about it or anything he just wasn't he wasn't in there State of mind yeah um everyone in the rave community which is so funny because in the beginning like I was so like almost like embarrassed by it like well like I can't tell people that and some people have gotten weird about it like Mm -hmm. they're like everyone's first reaction when I'm like oh I don't drink they're like you want some juice and I'm like juice (laughs) like but at the same time like what kind of juice like I don't you know um and um so but it's I've always gotten such a positive reaction um from most people I think it's just like so fucking awesome and like my philosophy has always been like I don't mind if you do as long as you don't mind that I don't like mm-hmm. I respect you doing as much as you want to do if you need someone to look out for you I am mama trick I am here because I love psychedelics I know what you're going through I know what right. you need <laughs> like I yeah. can help you out um it's always nice to be that one sober person to like make sure that everyone's okay. Um, mm-hmm. but basically once my friends and I started going to shows, um, together sober, um, it's hard cause most people realize it is sober, but like I mostly stay clean. So, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so we wanted to go to our first festival and we couldn't figure out where, and we looked into electric forest. This was back in 2017. And we found out that they have a sober campground. Um, it's one of the specific little group camps, and um, we were like, "All right, let's. This looks pretty awesome. Like, it's a That's little recovery, so cool. yeah, little recovery community." And um, that was my first like big EDM festival, and um, we went. And this campground, if anyone is in recovery or trying to do the festival uh, sober clean. Definitely would recommend trying to get into camp traction at electric forest. If you go, um, it's, it's a whole little campsite. Of course there's chaos around it, but it's a whole campsite of (laughs) all people in recovery. Um, and there's meetings throughout the day, um, which my first year was so helpful because it was a Mm -hmm. great way to start the day, um, get myself in a good mindset And then it was a good way to check in throughout the day Um, because they also have a booth inside of the venue by the ranch arena that has meetings in there as well. And I just remember being there my first year and getting into the venue and going to a meeting after my first few sets, which I needed because I had never seen anybody snort anything since Mm -hmm. I got clean. And it turned out that at that time, it was a really big trigger for me and I was not feeling okay. Yeah. Um, we went to a meeting, um, we talked it out. I talked it out with some people and I just felt that like I, I was able to get it out and hold myself accountable and knowing that I had friends there. And I remember getting out and seeing Jai Wolf play on the ranch arena. And it was one of my favorite songs. I just, you get this sat on the ground and cried, And it was right. like, so got <laughs> it out, tough. but it's that it's so awesome to have, um, other people supporting you and they're out there. It's just, honestly, I've seen so many people post in like rave groups on Facebook, like, Hey, I'm mm-hmm. you know, trying to do this, whatever. You'll be amazed with how many people fucking comment on those things. Like, yeah. that's where you can find a lot of people. Um, and that, and that really helps a lot. Um, it's definitely worth it. Um, like for me, like, I know that some people, you know, aren't addicts, they aren't like completely abstinent from all things. Sometimes people are just wanting to do you know, a, one festival with you know just smoking weed or just mm-hmm. drinking or something like that, and there's no judgment there. It's whatever you are trying to accomplish. You know, whatever you need to do, like that. Yeah, that's where you want to be, and you'll find somebody through Facebook or Instagram or something that can help you with that for sure. So mm-hmm. it's definitely it's been life changing for me because when I got clean, you know, one of the things they tell you is you know you have to stay away from old like play play places and play people and play mm-hmm. things And I'm like I never get to go to raising again like I right can't- no.
1: you don't want to give up this part of your life at the same no. time. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I'm stubborn. So I was like, I'm gonna figure it out. And I did right. and yeah. I saw, <laughs> you know some people still don't understand. They're like, how do you run around at these things? And not and I'm like, because years ago it stopped becoming about the drugs. Mm -hmm. I remember why I'm there and it's the it's the the community it's the culture it's the fashion it's the sometimes the food it's you know the merchandise (laughs) it's the shopping so many other things yeah everything like I'm not once I saw it as like a you're not here to like you know get messed up and uh you know barely remember any of the sets to like no judgment if that's what anyone does if that's the way mm-hmm. you enjoy festivals that's fine but like it almost killed me so like we don't do that no more like, Yeah, that's not yeah not for everybody not, no we're not gonna do that you know mm-hmm. so if some people do that that's cool but you know i'm always like you enjoy the festival the way you enjoy the festival unless it impedes on somebody else enjoying the festival then we're gonna have a nice talk but other than that
1: <laughs> yeah let me do my thing oh they thank you so much for sharing all that like i i feel very much that some people listening probably feel very seen right now, which is really, yeah. really important. And like I said, it's it's a common question that I get a lot. So I'm, I'm glad you yeah. pointed out the Facebook groups as well and the Sober um, Campgrounds. Definitely, mm-hmm. if anybody's listening, like look into that at any event you go to. Yeah. I feel like a lot of camping festivals have s- situations like that or have um, different facilities and things that they offer. So definitely yeah. look into that. And then the only other thing I'll say, because I think it can be hard with certain friend groups, like we said, like sometimes you yeah. might just have to move on from a group if it's not the best for you. And I think a lot of young people, because now like I'm I'm 30, yeah. so with our group, like if somebody yeah. says like they're going to have a sober night or whatever, like yeah. no, nothing is going to come out of our mouth like you fucking right. loser. It, it just, yeah. who gives a shit? That's your night.
0: Right, but cool. I feel
1: like in your- college years and things like that. Like it could, it's very heavy party environment. So if you're somebody that's trying to be sober right now in a situation like that, Mm -hmm. you may just need to like do that outreach to find other people that you can go to shows with that aren't going to like make you feel bad about a a choice.
0: Absolutely. And that's, I'm going to be 30 in January. So like, I get it, Mm -hmm. but that's exactly how I was when I was in college. It's like, what do you mean? You're not going to drink with me tonight. That's so lame. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it is hard but I've seen a lot of people even going into I know some of the festivals have like a, you know like Electric Forest 2022 or something like that you know mm-hmm. where you can find the Facebook group for the year of the festival that you're going to and post in there and be like hey I'm anyone else going sober like do you guys want to do a meetup I've seen people coordinate mm-hmm. meetups at Lostlands at um what I don't remember what other festivals but I know I've seen them at Lost Lands before but yeah you could definitely coordinate something and find some new friends for, you know, and it doesn't have to be forever, you know, maybe just a little bit to cut that, um, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: that
0: association or to, you know, just expand a little bit, you know, that.
1: Take a break too, like just for your health. I mean, point blank period,
0: it's not healthy to do.
1: If you're going to festivals every month and stuff like that, like I've had dance safe on here. Like it's not a good idea to be doing certain substances like that frequently as well. So like you got, you guys got to take a break.
0: And I'll tell you, like I said, unless you want to wind up at twenty nine years old, like with Swiss cheese brain, like I'm yeah. doing, comedy, like almost every weekend, like that. And it's funny because at the time I was thinking to myself, like I'm fine, I'm totally fine, I can function, which I was. But like mm-hmm. now I'm thirty on um, SSRI's permanently for the rest of my life because right. fuck I my shit up. Like right, hey, it's definitely, it's a price to pay, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's not to knock anyone who indulges every so often, but it can get dangerous. And mm-hmm. it it can really fuck your life up. Like you got to be careful. To, be careful. Be mindful. Test your shit. God, please, please, mm-hmm. You do indulge. Um, and yeah, you know, if you if you want some help or you want some support, you know, there's people out there. Anyone's always welcome in my DMs. If I'm at a festival that you're at, let's fucking. I have crackhead energy without the crack. That is my right. deal. That's my my. <laughs> I don't need it at this point in my life. I am just yeah. so stoked about life and I'm happy to bring anyone on who wants to, you know, mm-hmm. do it. Way. You know, it's awesome. And the best part is, is like, when I first went to my show, first show clean, I was like, well, I feel like I can't go as crazy cause I'm not, you know, messed mm-hmm. up. So I can't feel like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was so messed up. I'm like reality. Like this is how I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And my friends like everyone just probably thinks you are anyway. like nobody knows you're
1: not. and um, people are so in their own world too at that point if they are in anything like right. they're not perceiving what's right. happening around them. So oh, yeah you
0: wild child like I a yeah. live stream lost lands this year with my mouth wide open on the rail and I'm like, well whatever I'm <laughs> living my best life.
1: Oh wait <laughs> so where can where can people connect with you? What's the best place to get in touch with all things that you're doing?
0: Definitely the best way to, if you're trying to get a hold of me, is my Instagram DM. Um, those, I'm on Instagram the most out of anything. Um, and that's the best way to connect with me through there. And I can help refer anybody into, um, you know, Facebook groups from there. And, but yeah, that's where I see, I don't know what it is with Facebook that, like, when I get message requests, I like have a hard time getting to them. But Instagram gives me the nice little request notification so I can always see. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. If you have any questions, you want to talk like nothing I love more than like, I got a message from somebody like right after Lost Land saying like, um, it was one of our neighbors who told my friend that uh he was like, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to go to a show sober tonight, because I saw the way that like you did it. And it just like you made me, like you inspired me to want to do it, like try it, mm-hmm. like see how much fun it is, like that's fucking dope, dude. Like, you know, and it's just about trying. And if you try it and you don't like it, it's not for you. That's okay. You yeah. Know? Um. But if anybody ever wants help or support, Momo Momo underscore Dubs on Instagram. Best way to contact me. You're
1: Beautiful. <laughs> At Momo underscore Dubs. There will be yes. links down below. Check out the Re- Freedom wear collections that are coming out, and the Jaws and Bite This Winter collection. Thank you so, so much for coming on today. It was seriously such a pleasure chatting with you. And I'm so excited about where you're headed. Like this is seriously just the beginning. So, um, yeah. And I can't wait to meet you at some point in person. (laughs)
0: Oh, I know. I'm so excited. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. Of course. All right. Uh, you hang tight. Everybody else. I'll be back in just a second with some EDM news. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode featuring Momo Dubs. Uh, I'm a huge fan of her. It was really, really awesome to finally get to know her a little bit better and spend some time with her so um i hope you guys resonated with this episode and again please go show her some love and support check out freedom raveware uh she is designing some crazy good lines uh and their patterns and everything looks so awesome so go show her some love shout out freedom raveware for sponsoring today's episode um let's dive into some news here and then we'll wrap everything up so first and foremost uh, i want to read some of the grammy nominations because we got um are dance and electronic artists and albums that were nominated and there are some pretty exciting ones on here so let me just pull this up really quickly um you're gonna see names like ellenium black coffee and tiesto of course but let's see here okay the best dance and electronic recording. You have Afrojack and David Guetta's song "Hero," uh, Olafur, Arnold's featuring Bonobo, Loom, James Blake, Before Bonobo, and Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs with "Heartbreak," Caribou, "You Can Do It," Rufus Du "Alive," and Tiesto. The business were all nominated for the recording, and then for best dance and electronic music album, we had Black Coffee, "Subconsciously," pff, incredible. Millennium, fallen embers shout out elenium guys so freaking proud of him it's an incredible album and it's well deserved so so pumped for him major laser music is the weapon reloaded reloaded marshmallow shockwave sylvan Esso, free love and ten city judgment so some really big names there congratulations to all of them it's super cool so i'm excited to see who wins uh, I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't want to say who I'm leaning towards, but honestly, Black Coffee and Millennium, those albums are like fucking fire. So um, festival announcements, that's pretty much all we have for the rest of this stuff. So we are finally seeing events returning in 2022, which is so exciting. We all know this past year was still weird with everything going on. There's still a lot of things the live events industry has to figure out. And so... You know, festivals were kind of a test this year. Some went well, some didn't. Um, There's a lot of lessons learned and things like that. But I think 2022 is going to be the first, hopefully like first full year where we're seeing a lot of events like finally come back because there have been a couple that have been gone for at this point two years, which is extremely unfortunate, especially in Europe. So hopefully 2022 in general will be a comeback year for the live events industry Um, So a couple announcements, Movement Detroit, which is a major techno festival in Detroit. Um, That didn't happen for the last two years. It's finally coming back. It's Memorial Day weekend, so May 28th to the 30th. Uh, Their lineup is always incredibly stacked. So if you like techno, check out Movement Detroit. Um, We also had Govball announced. They're back to their normal dates. Um, Actually, they're going to be September 24th to the 26th. That one's in New York City. And then we have Electric Forest Dates. I'm so excited. I can't even, I can't even talk about it, guys. I bought my tickets to Electric Force in fucking 2019. Okay. It will be literally three years later by the time we go. It's insane. It's really insane when you think about that. I remember sitting in my office at work, which I don't even work at this company anymore, like waiting in line. It was so much stress and we finally got it. We had a whole group camp and we, most of us held on to our tickets. So the dates are June 23rd to the 26th. I will be going the whole time. I'm going to be camping. So you guys will have all kinds of Electric Forest content coming out from me. It's my first time attending Forest. So I literally cannot fucking wait. That's a big one for me. Um, oh, and then we also had an announcement from Elements Festival, which I had talked about on the podcast before. They had some issues this year uh, with weather, which then affected their whole arrival process, which was like a cluster So they announced that they are actually going to be moving to a new location um, and they are going to be happening. I think it's going to be in August now. Let me see. It's in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. I I watched they have um, an announcement from one of the founders uh, talking about the new location and like kind of addressing the situations. Um, And they also like took into consideration feedback from this year. So there is going to be car camping available, which it wasn't before. So you will be able to... Park next to your campsite. There's no more shuttles back and forth. Um, it said the site is built to handle crowds five times larger than Elements is used to. It's a shorter drive from major cities. It's built on level ground with drainage, so you can arrive and leave with ease no matter the weather. Um, yeah, and I believe it's going to be in August. Sorry, I'm waiting. I'm like watching a video and I'm waiting for the dates. Oh, it's 100% solar powered on site at an organic farm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, August 19th to the 21st, 2022, which is interesting because usually it's a Labor Day weekend festival, but I think there's just so much competition that weekend, like so many festivals because of COVID like moved to Labor Day and it was like, it was a lot. So that's interesting that they moved it back a little bit. So maybe I'll go next year. We'll see. It, I, I wouldn't go if it was Labor Day weekend because I'm definitely going to be going back to Arc Music Festival for sure. Um, but now this is a different weekend possibilities it's a possibility guys you never know Um, all right with all that being said you guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode Um, if you enjoyed it there's a couple things you can do to support the podcast you guys could write a review on apple Podcasts. that's a huge 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 bonus i appreciate you guys taking the time to do that um you can subscribe on youtube come join our facebook group and our discord channel Uh, you guys are more than welcome to come find you know your rave fam over there uh and then of course the new merch line is officially out so this is my third merch drop that i've done um thank you to everybody who has supported it so far i really really hope you enjoy your stuff when you start to get it in but yeah that is available there's a link down below um in the show notes, along with today's partners, Rave Raid and Freedom Raveware. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an incredible week this week, and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye,
0: guys.